You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Yeah. My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. Question marks from outside, um, if he could get it done. Um, there was no question marks inside. Um, so, we, we, you know, we're very... It, the thing is, we've seen it, right? There, there's a history of how he's played, and, and when he's played a lot, he, he, like anybody, gets in a rhythm and is able to... Um, you know, just keep rolling and, and sustain. You know, each the, the the level of play that he's had. Um, you know, it's it's been real good. He's uh, he's he's really, as you said, been a calming effect for us. Uh, you know, in these games when Cam's been out. Welcome in Judd's Hockey Show, JHS for short. Zolgad and Declan Goff, Dean Evison there after the Wilds five-one victory over Chicago, talking about Capo Kakinen. Okay, let's for the record make this extremely clear. And and we are both um we both like Dean. So like this is no this is <laughs> there's no falling out here, okay? But I think there was a misunderstanding. And Declan, I think the misunderstanding came not from JHS, but Dean himself. There were those who doubted Capo. Um I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm looking at two pretty handsome guys in the picture here on the old youtube this show this show in fact you have been on your soapbox saying you got to play capo more uh and cam was playing a ton now cam is hurt i think he's going to come back shortly but just to clear things up for the record i don't think this show has ever questioned capo as to doubt him i think we questioned the usage of him and I think now it's being for for the second consecutive year with Cam Talbot out, it's being proven that if given a chance, it's not that Coppola won't struggle at times because he will. Everybody does. It's that I believe with Talbot out last year, he won or was undefeated, I guess, in nine consecutive games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now since Cam got hurt in the Winter Classic against the Blues this time, Capo Cockenden after the 5-1 win last night against the Blackhawks, 4-0-1. This show, we're on board with Capo Cockenden. We are, I don't know where stands, I don't know where Crusaders, but I do know that we're on board. Yeah, yeah, he's looked damn good, dude. Um, this is exactly what we've wanted to see from him, and... To be honest, uh, you know, I, I had my doubts on him going into the year for sure. I definitely did. But with the way Talbot was playing, I didn't know if it was sustainable for him to keep playing like that and then also for the Wild to still be considered a cup contender and not burn out to Cam. And now you got a great conundrum on your hand here. I mean, Capo's been on an absolute roll. And, yeah, Chicago's not great, which we'll get into in a little bit. But, mm-hmm. uh, hey, beat the teams you should beat, dude. And he yeah. saw thirty. He saw thirty six shots last night. I'm very close to getting a nice little home run and write that down after just one night. Uh, I'm not here to brag about that. So but, early, it's so early. I, I caution you against bragging about your write that down predictions in January. Okay. No, this Track- was a this was a prediction for the week though. 
Right. That's what I'm talking about. But I'm so, just saying it's for the it's for the year though. So like, just track your pitches no, right. No, now. I, I, my prediction was for the week. I'm talking about a week that that a week. No, I know. Like and you're prediction. And you're going to be proven right. And you're going to get the point. What I'm saying is, it's January. Track pitches no. right now. That's what I do. I track pitches. No, no, no. no. I start to talk smack in probably July at the earliest. No, I'm, I'm just, I'm just letting you know that old, old, uh, old, old, old. Is he sports son? Sports son. I don't know. But in twelve, uh, thirteen games, he's twelve and eight. He, his just traditional stats, save percentage is a nine twenty three. GAA is two forty five. That's basically tell you he's just a slightly above average goalie. Um, goal saved above average, which is a good metric also to look at that takes a lot of shots. And does the goalie allow fluky goals? Is he allowing goals he should be stopping? And right now, he's stopping more pucks than he should be. That's a that's a GSAA above 5, meaning he is stopping the shots he should be stopping even at a higher rate. That's 15th right now in the NHL, including goalies that have played at least 700 minutes. Mm-hmm. So, and, and to be honest, like... If, if you're going to get any type of thing out of your backup, if he can be average at the end of the day, when you look at his cumulative stats and can he, can he be average, can he not be a detriment, that's all you can ask for from Capo. And to be honest, like over this stretch, over this long stretch, he has been above average, so I'm not trying to undersell him there either. But he got off to a little bit of a rocky start because he didn't play so much. But now with Cam Talbot's injury, this, this creates a good problem to have, man. You're going to get into the February schedule with now these games that have been re-added after the COVID pause and COVID cancellations. Well, this is good. Like, and and I know I can see a, I could see why Dean's going back to Capo for the Saturday game for the second of the heel of the back to back. I wouldn't have been shocked if he started Andrew Hammond. Like, I, I wouldn't have been shocked. I don't if think Hammond he's going to start. But I don't think I don't think they really want to play him. They don't. Um, if if Talbot's indeed tracking back, maybe he gets Monday. Maybe because um, they're back up back in the action on I believe on Monday against Montreal at home again. So maybe. That's an easy game for Cam to kind of get eased in since Montreal's kind of a dumpster fire. Um, yeah. But I, I think in general, this is good. Capo Cockney is creating a good problem for the Wild. Yes, and I, I think so with what you just discussed, which is the revamp schedule, I want to say um, the Wild has 40-some games in 90-some days uh, until the playoffs start. And the one thing that I will that I will point out that I think is important is this with a schedule like that, where you are essentially going to play every other day for quite a while. Um, I would caution against falling in love with the notion of, of riding the hot hand there. They both have to play. Um, and, and so I know that hockey people in particular coaches love to, you know, well, I mean, camp camp top. We can't, we can't sit cam. Right. But, like, this is about the long play, too. Yep. So I'm not saying do something dumb. What I am saying is don't do something dumb by, by you know, if Cam comes back and Cam plays great, well, we just have to start Cam. And then we have to start Cam again. And I don't think that these guys will. I think they're smarter than that. But the other thing, Dex, off of this is, I think it was at the towards the end of last year when Capo got a chance, and by this point in time, Cam Talbot was back. Mm-hmm. He scuffled a little bit and struggled. I think you're going to have to have some patience, and ho- hopefully, you can continue to ba- uh, bank points where you can say if the guy is scuffling, and I don't mean he's awful, but I just mean he's scuffling; he's not playing great. Right. Where where you can say we need to get him out of that slump. Well, like it can't be. Well, Cam's playing well, and Capo he's struggling just a bit again, so he's done. Now the playoffs, different ball game. 
That changes it. But the long play decks is the playoffs, right? And and with the aggressive schedule that the Wild has, and hell, all teams are basically going to have now. Um, I think what you need to do is have is have the playoffs in mind and positioning yourself as smart as possible, which is why banking your points, which this team can do, is so important. Because what you don't want is we got to win the, we got to win this game in March, and now we got to win this game, and that that's a problem. But I don't think that this team is going to have that problem. Therefore. I think that you have to be and should be more methodical with uh, with Cam and Capo than than reactionary of well we just got to go with that one. Yeah, you have to figure out the kind of formula of how you want to balance this out. Um, I think in general, it, it's easy to, for us to say that all right, there's going to be what you know because they're they're coming up on they played thirty six. 37 games so far this 36, season. 36, I think. So we're so, almost oh. at the halfway point, excuse me, and then from February to the end of the regular season with those now games added because the Olympics yep. is not happening or they're not participating in the Olympics, excuse me, um, that it's going to be almost every other day. I'll say for JS, JHS audience, and by the way, if you're watching us, hit the subscribe button for Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment. Uh, you're going to get plenty of Judd's Hockey Show fix because they'll be playing so many damn games, and that's all that Judd and I have been wanting basically for the last month and a half. Uh, but from the goalie standpoint, you you need to go down like a 55-45, 60-40 split. Mm-hmm. And I think by the end of it, you know, if there's, um, let's say, there's 40 games to play starting in, in February. I know I'm, I'm, I could be off my math a little bit on there. I think you should pre- basically be going about, you know, what would be 23-18, right? That would be, or, or or not 2018, excuse me. This is above my pay 20, grade. 20, I don't do math. You, you're on your own. Once you 20, explore this. 18 after you get you to the You explore 40, the space. Basically of that 55, you 60, Paul kids. 55%, 60, 40 split go Huskies, uh, that it, it'll, that's what you have to do. You have to, you have to find this nice little balance between the two. Don't get, don't fall in love. I mean, yeah, with one of these goalies. Capo's been hot and that's great. And Capo's getting you wins. I love that. But. Cam Talbot's the veteran guy, and I—I I mean, I'd be shocked if they just said, "Well, we don't believe in Cam anymore." Cam, oh no, Cam. but I'm more afraid that they'll actually spin back towards Cam too much. Uh-huh. That's my fear because uh-huh. Cam is their guy, which is fine. And in the playoffs, that might absolutely uh, be what they do and what they should do. But my—but what I don't want is, well, Cam's back now. It's all back to Cam, and then Capo's going to play, and he's good, but he's not going to, you know. So, so ba- basically. The clip that you played at the top of the show with Dean, yep. I want Dean to put that into action throughout the rest of the year regarding Capo. I don't think, I, I don't think people for the most part doubted Capo Dex. I think that they said, "Well, he doesn't play more. Something wrong," which is a fair gripe. So, yeah, I don't think that um, Dean's not going to not play Cam enough he's going to play him too much potentially and, and i want him as fresh as possible in the spring yeah I it's a good that. problem to have i mean it it's is. a great problem it's yeah. uh it, it's fantastic i think and i think talbot's play will kind of dictate that you know talbot's been up and down this year he's had stretches yeah. where he's been awful he had a stretch they love him good, but they they trust him they have definitely have a bigger yeah. trust in him and they believe in him uh of of what they can get out of him over than what capo has given them over the last half dozen starts they don't believe in your stats because their their whole thing is 
So so they come back when Cam has struggled with this one. Nothing bothers him, though. And he comes back and plays strong, which is partially true. But anyway, uh, second, so this is so weird. This entire show is basically go- going to be on problems that are good. Like, this is such a weird conversation. Like, what world are, are we in regarding this team now? This uh, The second good problem is this. So we're recording this on Saturday morning. Jared Spurgeon is supposed to return from injury against the Blackhawks at the X tonight. There is now an odd defenseman out. On the telecast last night, which, of course, you don't watch because it's the home one. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. But anyway, LaPanta hypothesized um, that that Ben has played so well that he he's going to stay in the lineup and that the odd man out in his mind will be Kalen Addison, who, by the way, like the last two games or three games has been fantastic, fantastic. He hypothesized that. I don't think that he had inside information, but his point was, well, Ben is is a veteran and he's just played such a a steady um, defensive role. I'll start out by saying... I know exactly what LaPant is saying, and I could see Dean and Bill to a certain d- degree going down that path. I think it's a mistake. I think, I guess my question is this, Declan. What more does Kalen Addison need to show you to say, well, you know, I'd like to see, I'd like to see just a bit. I'm, I really think that this guy is to a point now, uh, much like, much like uh, Boldy, mm-hmm. where when I watch him play, he just belongs here, and he yeah. should play. Yeah, the conundrum here is, you know, Ben's a big dude, six foot two, gives you added size that you kind of just don't have on this team. Um, he's been logging a lot of minutes lately with all these injuries to defense. He played sure. 17 minutes against Chicago. He played upwards of 20 minutes and over 20 minutes against Anaheim and Washington. Um, last week, so he, he's been a good soldier for you, right? Like that—that's kind of all you can ask for him to be a Great. nice soldier when he comes in the lineup and plays games. Um, I think for the betterment of the team, Kalen Addison's a better player. Like Kalen Addison is a more talented player than Jordy Ben. Is he the right player to be playing in the lineup right now over Jordy Ben? That's where they kind of have to figure figure out what they want to do there. You're not going to take Merrill out. You're certainly not going to take Kulikov out. Um, nope. So this is. Yeah, a good problem to have, but I mean, I I kind of think what's frustrating is they haven't really given Kalen a fair shake up until these last few games when they've had to play him because yep. there's been injuries. And yeah, that's how kind of guys in all sports, it happens in baseball all the time. The best opportunities come when someone gets injured, unfortunately, not because he deserves to play over this healthy person. It's mm-hmm. Injuries usually are what dictates that. So for Addison's sake, uh, who looked phenomenal, I mean, Chicago's not good. Chicago is not a good team. I can't wait for us to admit, our, admit how we were wrong there later in this pod. But but Addison was a beast. Like probably one of the most noticeable players on the ice yesterday for the yes. Wild was Kalen Addison. Yes. And this also kind of goes back to to the conversation you and I had on the last pod of which one do you keep long-term, Kevin Fiala or Matt Dumba? Because there's reinforcements you could plug in place and, and potentially replace them with that are internal. But Kalen Addison's emergence kind of then spins it back to your point 
well, maybe they could move on from Dumba because they could basically plug in Addison's game in Dumba. Not saying that's the right thing, nor am I implying they should do that, right. but that, that is a space that is worth exploring if Kalen Ask continues to play like this. It's a discussion for sure. So here's why I, I land on, on um, I'd scratch Ben. And you, your statement is a, exactly right. Guys will get hurt. Ben will play. I mean, Ben didn't play at the start of the year yeah, and then right. got in because guys got, got hurt. So, like, this is not a permanent, they should make a trade. They shouldn't. Um, but here's why I think Kalen should play. Kalen Addison fits what this team wants to do so well. Incredible speed. They, they, and it's great to watch, they encourage their defensemen when possible to drive play, yep. um, to, to aggressively enter the zone. Kalen's got offensive skills. I am sure he makes mistakes. I'm sure he, he does. But the only way to clean those up are to play. Um, ben has done nothing wrong. He is super solid. I appreciate him, mm-hmm. and, and he will play. And he is an incredibly valuable guy in on the ice or hell in the press box. But what makes this wild team fun and what makes this a, a, an enjoyable team to watch is the fact that, one, they don't serve players. They don't, it's not like, well, this veteran's been playing well, so we owe him this. That's not, and I'm, and I'm not saying they should dump on vets, but I am saying your starting point for discussions can't be like, to use your phrase, well, Ben's been a good soldier, so he needs to play. Um, But just as importantly or more so, Dex, when you watch this team, Addison's game is exactly what they want. Great skater. He can really skate. He's got a good shot. Um, he he is, I believe this, he is a superior player uh, bringing a skill set similar to what Dumba brought. He is a superior player at this stage of his career. Absolutely. Like at this point in time, Matt could be a dumpster fire. Matt could make three mistakes, four mistakes a game, and he'd still play, but you'd be like, oh, my God, that was terrible, right? Um, I'm sure that Kalen makes mistakes, but I don't feel like they're consistently glaring. I, I probably just jinxed him now. Uh, but I think it's far more of a conversation than, well, Ben's playing too well not to play him. I think it's a, I think you, you have to have a real in-depth conversation about what this team wants, where it's going. And, and I am now to, to a point where, I think that if I'm not mistaken, Kalen played in all three or he played in like the final three or four playoff games against mm-hmm. the Golden Knights because Brodin got hurt mm-hmm. and now he's playing. And I just, I'm not seeing a game where I'm like, you know what he could really use Dex a short trip to Des Moines. Right. I'm not seeing that. So, so I, I think it's far more of a discussion than veteran guy playing. Well, we can't put young guy in, in that slot. In some ways, that feels like like this team was, not what this team is, if that tracks or makes sense. There really isn't 
that much more of a, a, a beneficial part to Boldy's game to go down to Iowa anymore. Like, the only reason you you do that is because it, it's not it's not fair to him to be in the press box. He's too good of a player to be in the press box regularly. Um, and I think he has shown you enough that you know who he is. But yeah, you can't you can't sacrifice um, depth. Like you can't just part ways with Jordy Ben right now. No. Um, and like no. you know, Ben has been that good soldier for you. But Addison's game is like you said, it, it relates more to today's NHL and the way the Wild want to play. Yeah. So, and to be honest, you know, I'm I'm shocked how well Merrill and even Kulikov have played this year. We, I think we thought Merrill and Kulikov we put them in the same bin as Jordy Ben. Like, ah. You know, I, there will be like a rotation. One of these three will always kind of be in and out of the lineup. Cool. Merrill and Kulikov have been phenomenal. Kulikov, I thought would would be a, a step up. I thought Merrill and Ben were the exact same guy. And, and I also, I, I mean, again, a credit to uh, to Garen especially, but I, I really thought that, that the loss of of Susie and Cole was going to hurt. Like I, I you know. Cole, I thought, was a, just a marvelous stabilizing influence on the blue line. And so those two departures, I was skeptical. Mm-hmm. And I think, I, I think I'm right in saying I don't think they've been missed. No. Like, I, I'm trying to think of games or predicaments. Um, but those two played well and, and brought a lot last year. But I don't think that there's a lot of of evidence that we can see where you could definitely go back and say, "Oh boy, those guys, you know." I mean, Merrill, oh my God! And so, yeah, I mean, Merrill and Ben, I I just b- believed would be at best serviceable. Yep. Merrill is really good, like yeah. as, as far as being steady. He, he's not a great player, but I mean, he's just a steady player. And so, credit again, and that's the thing too. If you've got um, um, a front office staff and a personnel staff that can go out and find these B, these you know B guys, they're not great players, and and they're certainly not guys that that your eyes track to on when the uh, potential free agent lists come out. But if you look at them and the ability to identify them, it's enormous, and that's been and that's been huge here and i'll i'll say this two decks and this is what chuck basically couldn't do fenton and, and now bill have brought in guys that are that are not household names or weren't but are definitely guys who have helped yeah and we didn't see that with chuck a lot i i don't think at least they the wild have to figure out ways to basically make these savvy signings work because they're going to have so much money against their cap. So when they re-sign John Merrill, you know, yep. like who would have thought that 30 games into the season that they would re-sign John Merrill when they signed him initially this summer? Like yep. what? And, but, but he's been, he's been worth it. That's not to downplay it. It, it. He's been worth it. And he gets now a nice friendly contract. Ryan Hartman, Ryan Hartman's probably kicking himself right now being like, what the hell did I just sign? 18 for? goals. Mm-hmm. One off his career high. He's been damn good. He's gonna. He's literally gonna flirt with scoring forty goals. Yes. Ryan Hartman's gonna flirt with scoring 40 playing goals for this nothing. Season, who probably has, I think, a pittance. Just completely spitballing here. Probably had forty goals in his career coming in to to this season. Like he, he's never been someone who scores a ton. So, yeah. um, so 
finding these bargain bin signings and then plugging and playing them long term, they have to do that. They have to play Boldy on the entry level contract. They have to play Rossi mm-hmm. on their entry level contract. They can't go really big game hunting in free agency for the next few years. They have to kind of roll with this roster or get really savvy with trade, swapping in money and swapping money out. Um, so finding guys like John Merrill, like Dmitry Kulikov, and even, again, that's why you play Addison. Addison's going to be cheap. Addison's going to be affordable. He's under that entry-level contract. That's a good thing for the Wild. Um, so you have to figure out ways to basically hit home runs with those signings and get players to buy in, too, which I will say in hockey is easier to do than any other sport, getting players to buy in and probably taking less money market hockey players are, because I, they like the system. They're great. Mm-hmm. They might be fools, but they're great. Um, and to, to go back to your question, Ryan Hartman coming into this season, 58 career goals. 58 career goals. Okay. So he, but I mean, he's got he's 18 du- he's goals. Yeah. 18 goals. Uh, so I've got a question for, for you about the the uh, blue line as well and a certain player who might be becoming expendable now. But before we do that, I, I want to talk about my weight loss, my uh, my 30 plus pounds down. Thanks to the, thanks to my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers. That's right. Um, 30 plus pounds down. I'm 206 now. Started at, I believe, officially 238.4. And now you're saying, Judd, how do I get in so by springtime I can be fit and trim? And I've got the exact answer for you. It is the I Did It Eight Week Challenge, where you get your first eight weeks for free. Now, to put that in, into context, first eight weeks for free. In the first eight weeks, um, for me personally on this plan, I lost 26 pounds. So wow. 26 pounds potentially for free. Um, call today, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A or go o- online to Livia.com. Livia.com, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A. Start the weight loss today and, and you can do it in town here. Yeah. Or if you're not, guess what? Online Zoom consultation and sign up. From afar, the entire plan can be taken care of that way to lose the weight by spring. I, I saw the uh, I drove by the France and 494 location yesterday. Yeah, right in uh, right in Bloomington air, right right yep. in that area. Drove Very right convenient. By. Yep, I saw it. I was like, I thought of Judd Zolget. I didn't see him waltzing out of there with his uh, with his new healthy Minnetonka. snacks and, and new body. But you go to the Minnetonka location. I go to the Minnetonka too. location. There's locations all over great. the metro. And 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 the nice thing too is no pressure. They help you. Because Joe it, doesn't like pressure, you don't like pressure. I hate overbearing people, and I wouldn't. And I wouldn't ca- call this a diet. I would call it a lifestyle change. A lifestyle change, which means most important thing: keep the weight off. Eight five five go l i v e a livia dot com. All right, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Does Kalen Addison's emergence mean that Goligoski? is unlikely to return, assuming Dumba is not going to be traded? It's actually a better question because I think cause, um, it's easy for us to put Dumba's name into that mix because he's been on trade rumors before and whatnot, sure. and, and his name's kind of floated around Reckless there. speculation, right? But it's reckless speculation. I, yep. I, I think it'd be, they'd have to, as I told you on the last spot, they'd have to be overwhelmed to do that just because, to move Dumba because he's a captain and he's just grown up so much and he means a lot to that locker room. And I think that would be a big blow to that locker room to move him. Sure. And we kind of forget that Alex Galagas, only in here on a one year deal, took 5 million to come home, 
And if he, to be honest, and galagasi has been fine. Like he, he, he's been, I think, very steady. We expected. From yes, him. he's been very good. He I agree. He hasn't been a detriment. He hasn't been more than we thought. But he's been exactly what you could ask for him for his yep. game. You yep. know, he's diet Ryan Suter for half the price, um, or for a fraction of the price. So it's easy to move on from Galagoski because that creates five million right there. Now, if he wants to come back, it will be less than that. Like, yes. You know, in impromptu, write that down. If Alex Galagoski resigns the Wild, it'll be less than five million dollars again. He's Correct. Up there in age. He's now comfortable. Back to the buy-in thing we were just talking about. If he wants to go back on the open market and potentially get five million dollars again on a one-year deal from from some team, by all means, Alex, go get go get your pay. But right. I think in general, it probably is easier to swap out Dolagoski and then put in Kalen Addison because Addison's game is easier to translate. Then you don't have to just get rid of Matt Dumba for the sake of get, getting rid of Matt Dumba, which you right. don't want to do. Yeah, and so. What what we heard was that, that there was a chance that Alex would resign at some point before the season ended. Merrill has uh, there's still time, but I've got to think there's a temptation now to say, okay, Kalen's prepared to play here. He can definitely play. So so like we don't have to try and and bury him on the third pairing. It makes some sense. Uh, last thing, yes, sir. And, and I'm going to speak for myself personally. I think that you were involved, but I don't think that you were as big of accomplice as, as I thought. Um, I'd like to apologize though. I thought the Chicago Blackhawks were going to be good Yep. and they're not first of all, second of all, I actually feel bad for Mark Andre Fleury. Watching that dumpster fire and that poor guy, I hope he goes to a team that can win a cup because that whole thing, that team last night looked unplugged, uninterested. They're bad. I was wrong. I'm sorry. You see, we admit that we're wrong. I was wrong. I thought Chicago was going to be much improved and potentially yeah. like a fringe playoff team. Yep. Ugh, they stink. Let, let me first. I'll start with my admission to I, I thought Chicago would be better. I believe if we go back to our preview show, I think I had them in the top four. I think they're maybe fourth of, okay. of the last team to maybe get in. So one of those wild card teams to potentially get in to the conference this year. You know, Kirby Doc's a nice player. Um, you know, Taze and Kane aren't what they were, but are still, you know, very above average serviceable players. Their contracts are detriment for them building out their roster. Yeah, and Taze has dropped off. But you know, and, and this is unfortunate, but they're off the ice issue. Hockey is the one sport where if you put some bug, whether it's off the ice or on the ice, and then it just absorbs the room and becomes a distraction, it derails you. That I, I, that does not excuse what has happened there and the way that team is also then performing. Both those things are not equal. But sure. th there is a huge distract. There was a huge problem that had to be addressed. The league addressed it. Um, and I think it created a distraction for them. And then just on general, their season just snowballed. They fired their coach. You know, it just, it things got out of hand for them. On the flurry side, mm -hmm. um, I forget the insider that was on the NBC Chicago broadcast that I was watching yesterday. That might shock you. Um, he doesn't think that flurry gets moved because you got to remember when flurry was traded from Vegas that he basically had to okay it. Right, like he had to, he kind of stewed on it for a couple. Like they traded him, and then there was still there was still a gray murky like area of, was well, he going to accept it? Does he want to retire? Like does he even want to play in Chicago? Um, 
Flurry's numbers have been good. He's been solid. He's doing the best he damn can in front of that atrocious team. Um, I, I think it's probably 50-50. Teams are going to come calling for him. But does does the flower want to go somewhere? Yes, he's gonna have he he uh, dude. If you don't, shame on you. I, I, mean, I mean, that's but not even. I I really don't think so. I, get out of there. I, go to I, a good team. I Give yourself a chance. Your um, team stinks. They're completely checked out I, too. I, from what I, I saw, I personally think Flower is like one of the most underappreciated goalies of all time. I just yeah, he's really very good. think so. And he's, he's a Hall of Fame goalie. He's a Hall of Fame goaltender. He's up there in almost every major statistic. But get um, out. And he's won cups. And I, I do think there's some there's a miscon uh, a misperception of him over his career because of how things kind of finished in Pittsburgh. Well, the but playoff the playoff derailment at that time hurt him. But but he is legitimately one of the best goalies of all time. You know, he's it, very he's, good goalie. He's yeah. not on he's, he's not on the Hashik Roy yeah, uh, Kenny, Wah, Kenny Dryden. Uh, no, he, he, he ain't Kenny not, Dryden. But um and and by the way, for my money. Um, as our friend Matthew the Collar mm-hmm. and I have talked numerous times, Dominic Hashik, I don't care, is the best goalie of all time. In terms of peak greatness, if you want me to start a, twi- uh, a comment, yeah, I'm, I'm going to let you go right with now, that. Dominic Hashik is the most dominating pun intended. I can't process that right now. He's very, he was great. He was very good. Most very, very good goalie. Yeah, he's great. Time. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm not going to de- peak over longevity here, people. I am not I'm at starting a, a war. I'm not in a mental place to debate that right now. Okay? <laughs> and I think did I hear Stella too? Did Stella want yeah, takes? Stella, she, she Stella's upset. Uh, she she wanted to be petted. I, I right now I'm trying to just drink my coffee from my mm-hmm. my surly cup here yes. and enjoy enjoy the morning and talk about the good problems that I'm trying to start a war. The wild has and you're trying to go back into like goaltending history. I just I'm not in a place right now for that. Okay, okay? fine, fine. Like, Let's keep that for like a Wednesday when I'm really set. Tell me to go. I'm wrong in the YouTube comment section. Look at any other yeah. eight year stretch of any goaltender. He's a great goaltender. Yeah. He's Tell a me. great goaltender. There's no question about it. Um, but yeah, Flower, come on. Don't, don't. If you sit there with that crappy team, I mean, that is a total. But, but so the, the teams that in the division, I guess, surprised me the most because I thought that they, they would be uh, far better than they are the Blackhawks and the Jets, probably. But um, I saw a team in Chicago last night. I I don't think they cared. Like I think that oh, they, they were they they that first up. goal. That first goal beat beat the flower, and they're like, okay, whatever. Um, let's get this thing done with. And so I don't know if they're going to come back tonight and actually care. But you know what? If you're the Wild, you don't care because you want to bank points and and walls on on the on the Valley Sports North telecast brought this up last night too. And he's exactly right. How nice, if you're a Wild fan, after all of these years of Kane and Taze, and I mean, Kane's incredible. Kane was, he's still damn good. He was incredible. Mm-hmm. How nice it is it to either go to a Hawks Wild game or flip on your TV and you've got the current day Kane. Yeah. It's it's Kaprizov. Kaprizov's your yes. guy. Yep. So, but but I mean, for, for how long did... Yeah. The Wild was good, not great, but the Blackhawks were always, always superior because of of uh, Taze and Kane, yep. and largely Kane. Yep. Like the stanchion goal, bad luck. It still Kane scored it's that goal, goal, and it was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, so come on. And last it's thing, great. the greatest anthem in sports. Right on. My bleep. My the, I, the greatest anthem in sports, the United Center, where they all are just yelling and singing during the national anthem. Yep. 
Oh, I, I love know. that one. I hate it. And and Dagger, Chelsea Dagger, Chelsea fantastic. Dagger, I was no. glad the Blackhawks scored a goal last night just to hear that. No, I, I think I Chelsea Dagger is fantastic. North Dakota plays it. I don't care. I don't that's like your, North that's Dakota. a you problem from college. It's I a think horrible Chelsea song. Dagger, the it's a terrible song. I love that era and genre of music. No, that is a Blackhawks song. The Blackhawks flat out from a game op standpoint Ugh, after a goal. Me. Top three, Spare and I'd me. put them number one in the National it's, Hockey League. God. I'd put them number one. It's outstanding. Oh, it's God. outstanding. And the and the anthem thing is great. I don't know what you're talking about. It's, okay. It's We're done. I don't right. want to fight. I purposely right. said I don't want to fight, and you all, and you, you I know, as my sports son, that you can pull me in and mm-hmm. get me to fight. I can. Congratulations. Tell the people where they can get more Score North content. Hit the subscribe button for Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment on this YouTube channel. Mackie and Judd, I'm Declan Goff. We're also on Apple, Spotify. The Score North app is a central hub for everything we do. Check out our Purple Daily YouTube page. Looks like the Vikings are going to be naming a GM here in the next coming days. Hopefully there's a couple finalists, so head on over there for everything Vikings-related content. Uh, for Judd Zolgad, for Declan Goff, and for our friend of the show, Bill Guerin, Pashut School. Listen, you guys know what this is all about, right? Right? What's it all about? Spurgy? Hard work and having fun. that. This is about winning. He knows he once ate an entire sheet cake. He knows your selfie life isn't your real life. He knows what goes down on the DMs. Shouldn't you know your dog better? Now you can learn his inner secrets with Embark, the highest-rated dog DNA test, unlocking over 350 breeds and screening for over 215 genetic health risks. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.